How deep beneath the surface of things can you see? How deep into the heart of the Holy Spirit will you look? You are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 169. Today's topic, what is your spiritual vision for 2023? You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome back to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful that you are here listening today. First, I want to just say, Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas season and that you're ready for 2023. My question for you is, what is your spiritual vision for 2023? Recently, I was reminded of a story I heard a long time ago, so I don't really remember all the particulars, but here's the gist of it. Over a hundred years ago, there was a very successful business that designed horse-drawn carriages of the very highest quality. They had been in business for decades and had always been very successful because of their high standards. Their carriages were in high demand by the upper class. Not only were they the height of luxury, but they became quite a status symbol. If you had enough money to buy one of their carriages, you must be someone of great importance and great wealth. But as automobiles came on the scene and started to become more popular, the company made a conscious choice not to change the way they did business or alter their products. They couldn't conceive of the vast and rapid changes which would come with more people owning cars. Within a very few years, this very successful business closed because no one was really buying carriages anymore. The owners of this business didn't have any vision for the future. They could only see things the way they had always been, and they assumed things would never change or that they would be immune to the changes because they had been so successful in the past. Now, it's easy for us to look back in hindsight and see how short-sighted these folks were, but the same thing happens today. Have you ever missed an opportunity because you couldn't see the possibilities down the road? I certainly have. Is there anything going on in your life right now where you need to open your eyes, so to speak, to get a better sense of what God has in store for you? Think of all the changes going on in the world these days. It's not always easy to know what to do or where to go next. There are lots of self-appointed modern-day prophets, secular and religious, who claim they have the answers and can tell you what's going to happen in the future, but they're usually wrong. What we need is some spiritual guidance. What we need is a sense of spiritual direction. What we need is vision. 
I've been thinking about this verse from Proverbs recently. This is Proverbs 29, 18, and this is from the King James Version. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, the more I've thought about this verse, the more I've wondered, well, what are the deeper implications of having or not having vision, and what does that really even mean? So I looked at some other translations. This is what the New King James Version says, where there is no revelation or prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The New Living Translation puts it this way, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild, but whoever obeys the law is joyful. The New International Version says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. And finally, from the New American Standard Bible, the 2020 version, where there is no vision or revelation, the people are unrestrained, but happy is one who keeps the law. There are a lot more translations, but those sort of gave the overall picture of the various ways this verse is translated. Obviously, the word vision in this verse from the King James doesn't just mean what you see with your eyeballs. Vision also means what you can see spiritually, prophetically, right now, through a revelation from God. The Hebrew word for vision in this verse is chazon. It means a sight mentally. In other words, a dream, a revelation, or oracle, a vision. The word comes from a primitive root word, Chazah, meaning to gaze at, mentally to perceive, to contemplate, to have a vision of, to prophesy. After looking at all these translations of this one verse, it's given me a deeper sense of what this proverb could mean and why we need this kind of vision. So why is vision, prophetic vision, revelation, important? Well, on a very basic level, as well as on the deepest spiritual level, we need vision to see where we are and where we're going. If you're looking at a map, whether on a piece of paper or on your cell phone or the GPS in your car, to get where you want to go, you have to put in the starting point and the destination. And that brings us back to the title of this episode. What is your spiritual vision for 2023? Or I could ask it this way, where are you going in 2023? And I don't mean where you're going for vacation. What do you see and where are you going spiritually in 2023? This is where our need for spiritual vision comes in. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions and set goals. They decide what they want to do and make plans to do it. And that's great, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about our need to let God reveal to us what the possibilities are in our lives. There's a big difference between using your human will to make something happen and listening for and following through with what God reveals to you to do. What would it take for you to have that kind of clear spiritual vision that can see what God sees? and live your life accordingly. Unfortunately, all too often we get so caught up in the busyness of life that we often can't see much further than the end of next week. So forget about looking at the spiritual possibilities for a whole year. 
But isn't that what we really need? To look at our lives from a more spiritual perspective? When Jesus started his public ministry, he was not timid about his message of profound spirituality. From the very first, he declared the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Matthew 4:17. Just think of the incredible depth of Jesus' spiritual vision with which he could see that heaven is at hand, share this fact with those willing to listen, then live this truth that the kingdom of heaven is at hand in his daily walk, healing and teaching people the deeper implications of what heaven was all about. Or to put it in a question, what could Jesus see with his spiritual vision and how did he share what he saw with others? Well, he often told parables about what the kingdom of heaven was like. But if you just take those parables at face value and don't dig down into the metaphors Jesus uses to explain the spiritual nature of things, they don't always make sense. The kingdom of heaven is not a woman baking bread or searching for a lost piece of silver. It's not a guy selling everything he had to buy the most amazing pearl he'd ever seen, or a farmer planting wheat but having an enemy plant weeds in his wheat field. Jesus was telling so many parables, his disciples couldn't figure out why he was doing it. In fact, one time they came to him and asked him this very question. This is Matthew thirteen, ten through 17. They asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets, the Greek word is mysteries, of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. And that was a quote from Isaiah 6, 9 and 10 from the Greek scriptures. Then Jesus goes on in verse 16, and he's talking to his disciples, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. These ordinary guys, many of them fishermen, were seeing and hearing things the prophets in the Old Testament had not seen and heard. Jesus had revealed spiritual teachings that others had not been ready for. Jesus is basically saying that to understand his message, we need to hear and see spiritually. We need vision and discernment. Would Jesus say to you, Blessed are your eyes, for they see? Or would he say, you have closed your eyes and cannot see. Oh, you know, I just noticed something interesting in this passage, which I just read. It's the part where Jesus is quoting Isaiah. 
He doesn't say people can't see and hear because they don't have eyes and ears, but because they have closed them. The folks Jesus was referring to with closed eyes and ears still had the potential to hear and understand his message. I actually find that rather comforting, especially on the days it seems my spiritual eyes are more closed than open. I still have the ability to open them, even if just a little wider, to see things more spiritually. Two of my favorite verses in the Bible really get to the heart of what spiritual vision is and what it is not. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's a quote from Isaiah 64, 4. Then Paul goes on in verse 10. He says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Think about that for a minute. The Spirit shows us God's deep secrets. You cannot see or understand the spiritual meaning of Jesus' message or what God has prepared for those who love him with the material eyes or ears. Not even the human heart can discern it. This kind of vision comes only as a spiritual revelation from God. So how do we learn to see this way, to discern the revelations coming to us from God? As always, we can learn a lot from looking at how Jesus thought and lived and what he taught his followers. Jesus did not settle upon what the five material senses had to say about any situation as the final fact in the case. He did not judge people or situations based on the surface appearance of things. So how did Jesus see? Well, there's actually a messianic prophecy in the Old Testament that gives us an insight and answers this question. This is from Isaiah 11, 1-3. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. This is a prophecy of how the Messiah will see things and how he will not see things. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. What if we followed that model? How often do we only see what appears on the surface of a situation? Sometimes we may go a little deeper and see the emotions, feelings, and limiting beliefs, which are just beneath the surface, and think we've figured everything out. And sometimes we may probe a little deeper still. But this isn't really the spiritual vision that we need. How did Jesus want us to see? Well, he tells us in John 7.24, he says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. The New Living Translation puts it this way, Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. How deep beneath the surface of things can you see? How deep into the heart of the Holy Spirit will you look? Jesus sets the standard that we strive for 
he could see what God is doing. In John 5:19 and 20, Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself, referring to himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing, referring to God, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. How does this apply to you and me? Now, you may be thinking, James, this sounds great, but this is Jesus who sees everything the Father does. I can't do that. I'm just me. I know exactly how you feel. I have felt that same way many times. But this is where that prophecy from Isaiah reminds me that you and I do have eyes to see. We just need to open them before we can see all the Father is doing. Jesus knew God showed him everything he was doing, and Jesus always had his eyes all the way open and could see all God was doing. If you want to live like Jesus, to think, pray, and heal like Jesus, you need to see like Jesus. We need to see what the Father is doing. We need the spiritual vision that sees past the surface of things to the heart of spiritual reality. And we already do have this ability. We just need to use it. A lot of seeing the way Jesus sees has to do with how he saw himself and, consequently, how we need to see ourselves. Jesus said this in referring to himself. This is John three thirteen. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. Jesus could see himself in heaven, that this was his true dwelling place even when he was here on earth. Can you see yourself in heaven in this same way? Obviously not with the material eyes. This kind of vision comes directly and only as a revelation from God. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is it so unreasonable to see ourselves there? So how do you see things spiritually? What is your spiritual vision of yourself, those around you, and the world? You can't figure this out intellectually or by listening to others who may think they have figured it out. No one can answer this question for you except God. And that brings us back once again to the title of this episode, What is Your Spiritual Vision for 2023? It's not so much about setting goals for what you want to accomplish. It's about seeing what God has already done and is doing. Now, I can just hear someone asking, James, you're sharing all these great ideas, but what is your spiritual vision for 2023? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've been thinking about this for quite a while, actually. What do I see in 2023 spiritually? For myself... I see greater possibilities ahead that I could never have imagined several years ago. I see and feel an increasing awareness of God's deep spiritual love for me, those I interact with, and all mankind, even the folks I disagree with religiously and politically. I see a growing spiritual awakening within myself. On a larger scale, in the Christian world, I see more people questioning, challenging, and disposing of man-made doctrines and dogmas, 
and returning to the simple message of Christ as a guide for living. There is a deep hunger for true Christ-likeness in much of the church today. And the whole world is hungry for this as well. People are no longer satisfied with the traditionalisms of the past. They want the authentic presence of Christ in their lives. They yearn to be in conscious communion with the Holy Spirit. Now, they may not know those words or put it in those words, but that intense hunger for deep spiritual meaning is very present in the hearts of many. In 2023, I see more people rediscovering the original essence of what church is intended to be, which is a community of people who hear the voice of God, see what God is doing, and how He loves all His children, and going out into the world and doing likewise. Despite growing tensions and the tumult of war in various parts of the world, I see in 2023 more people discovering, along with Paul, that and this is 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is just a small piece of my spiritual vision for 2023 and beyond. In the coming year, I encourage you to open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, your ability to see what God reveals to you. Don't be surprised at how incredible it may seem to the way the world sees things. And I would suggest that you write down your vision. Go back during the year to remind yourself what God has revealed to you and to add anything else God reveals to you during the year. I would be very thoughtful about who you share these ideas with. Not everyone is ready to hear what you have received from God. Let the spiritual visions you have take root in your heart and in your daily life. Let people see the way you live based on what God has revealed to you. Then, perhaps, they'll be ready for something you share with them. I say, along with Jesus, Your eyes are blessed, for they see. God has given you the ability to see way beneath and beyond the surface appearance of things and discern the things of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Use this gift. Open your spiritual eyes, and you will see what God is doing in 2023. Thanks so much for being here and listening. I'm so grateful you tuned in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I encourage you to subscribe on my website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Just fill out the form and you're all set. And when you do sign up, I'll send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. If you have any questions or comments or a topic that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Go to the website and click on the contact tab in the menu bar and I'll be in touch. As always, the Bible references I've mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes on the website page. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 169. This is episode 169. And if you're listening On a podcast app, you'll see a link for that in the description. 
I want to thank you so much for all the ways you've been supportive in the three plus years that I've been podcasting. There have been listeners to the Bible Speaks to You podcast in 156 countries. I could not have done that without all your support. You've shared it with people. You've let your light shine and people see that in you. And I am so, so grateful. That's it for this week. Again, I wish you a happy new year. Have a great week. Take care and we'll see you next time. God bless.